And, and, and I would have said he looked like a horse to his face. Another week of This Week in Gay. Yay! I am your host this week. My name is Joey Buhecker, and I'm from the Cocktails and Cream Puffs podcast out of the Queen City of Buffalo, New York. And I am sharing, actually, I'm doing the hosting duties today because our lovely, fearless leader, Anthony, is he's just tired. <laughs> he's tired. So, and that's I'm tired. Okay. A long time. Tired of playing the game. So let's go around and see who our commentators are this week for This Week in Gay. In no particular order except what is currently on my screen, we start with the man, the myth, the legend, Brother Sinatus. Oh, wow. Hello, everyone. Well, you are the myth and the legend because we don't get to see you at group activities as much. Okay. I'm hoping that changes next Do I really exist is the question. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, who who really knows? We see the same stock picture every week. I don't know. After what I don't heard know. after Pride Forty Eight, I'm not sure I want to go next year, Joey. But we'll follow. Oh, honey, it was it was the time of my life, and I love everybody there. Brother Sinatus, tell us a little about yourself and where you come from. I'm from Denver, and I'm old. <laughs> oh, Brother Sinatus. <laughs> so you were there when our president and commander in chief took a dive. Oh yeah, several. Now, let me ask you, fine, sir. I'm hosting. I can do what I want. Let me ask you, and I, I, um, I watch the political, I watch the debates, and I always read off a of body language. Within the first 30 seconds, I said, I turned to my partner, who is a Republican, and I said, the president looks like hell, and Mitt Romney looks very presidential, almost like a Kendall, almost fake. And I thought the president looked horrible to me body language i mean he looked like he just i thought that like what was going on is, is we just found out that we were about to be bombed i mean it was that kind of look on his face and i'm going to ask you because al gore made a statement and said that mitt romney was in denver for days before the preparing for the debate and the president was only there a matter of hours and he said altitude may have played a difference do you believe that there's any difference being in that altitude that it could have such a uh, an effect on somebody's body. It does affect some people, but I, I'm, he's young, and I would think they would be okay. I, I'm just I, curious. Yeah, I mean, it does. Some people don't handle the altitude very well. I mean, we're only five thousand feet, so it's not that high. I mean, if anybody would look back at that, and I'm going to leave this subject in a second. Look at the first lady, and look at the president, and both of them looked. Both of them looked like the day that Hillary found out that Bill was getting blown in the White House for sure. It was both their anniversary, out. and they, they had both, to be there at the debate. They both looked ridden hard and put away wet, and it was disappointing. But, you know, folks, it, it's time for a comeback. And the next person who's on my list, ladies and gentlemen, he is the captain of the Seder Sphere podcast, Scott the Seder. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another This Week in Gay. I just said. And for the record, I'm still gay. <laughs> Well, you, you, you believe it or not, Scott will swing whichever way it really, really goes at that moment. Matt, that is a, the truth, yes. <laughs> he's a man of opportunity, not a man of gender. And the sure. next, the wonderful, uh, spiritual, and, and pleasant, gentle voice. <laughs> Hope to see him next year at Pride 48. That blue jeans guy, or yeah, it's that blue jeans guy. Ladies and gentlemen, that blue jeans guy. Hello. So great to have you back on the show, Joey. I have totally missed crossing swords with you. Uh, see, if you came to Pride 48, you could have actually crossed swords. <laughs> oh, it's David. I just called you that blue jeans guy twice. It's David. Yes. Welcome back. And your usual host, the creator of This Week in Gay, the man who believes that E.T. actually was real. <laughs> And it was just a documentary film. <laughs> Anthony from Oshanti, No Lemon. <laughs> hey, we should uh, we should go over uh, voting for us on the podcast awards, I think. Oh, not a problem. Okay. So what we want to put out there, if anybody listened to any of our shows, the podcast awards have begun. And many people in Pride 48 are putting out their votes or putting out their applicancy. And uh, basically, is anybody in this room going for a podcast award besides This Week in Gay? Okay, so I've, I've given up on it myself. 
So here's here's what I'll throw out to you. You get to nominate once and only once per email address. So you go to podcastawards.com. And does the award at the end of the day mean anything? No, but honestly, it really raises listenership. So you can only nominate once on a slate of votes. Do not nominate one show for every category. The vote will get thrown away. You can, however, nominate shows for People's Choice in one other category and Best Produced in one other category. We would like you to go and vote This Week in Gay for Best Politics or News. We'd love mm-hmm. to get on the ballot for nominations. It would be great for us. Uh, I'm also, I'm just going to throw these out here and stop me if you wish. Uh, for Best Produced, I know a lot of us in the Pride 48 community are doing Dubious Intent Plus. It's totally up to you, but I'm just throwing out what what we're suggesting. Greetings from Nowhere, one last year for General. We'd like to throw them out again. And I will tell you Cocktails and Cream Puffs because I'm here. Uh, we're going out for GLBT again and People's Choice. But again, those are completely your choices. We'd love to have you nominate us, but it's, again, totally your choice. I would like to add, and this is totally my opinion, Game Night Guys under Gaming. Oh, yes, Game Night Guys under Gaming. And look, guys, <laughs> let's keep it in the GLBT family and let's do what we can here in the Pride 48 family. It would be great for any of us and all of us to just be nominated. And, and look, my show has been nominated four times and we are honored every time believe it or not i i get all emotional because it's you like us you really like us it's, it's honored just to be nominated it, you know what it really is because it's it's very difficult to win these categories but it's a, just an honor to be nominated so please go to podcastawards.com nominations will be open till october 15th go to anybody you know with an email address let's get the numbers up there and and here's the thing if this week in gay gets nominated it stays on their website for a year and that means people go over there when they're looking for new podcasts. Whoever's coughing needs a cough switch. You go over there for new podcasts, and that's how we get new listeners. So please check it out. So now let's go on with the show. Hey, Joey. Yes, Scott? Before we go on with the show, I'd like to remind everyone you can join us live in our chat room at www.pride48.com when we, when we record at 7 p.m. P.M. Eastern, 4 Ish. P.M. Pacific. Seven-ish, p- yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, join us for the free chat. You know, we have secretly Timid John in the chat room. I found his show because he was nominated on the General uh, Podcast last year. Congratulations. So that's a great way of finding new shows is just just getting nominated. I'm assuming that John is probably going for the General again this year, so I'd just like to say check out his show and give his show a nomination. And we also have Nutty Fluffer, who I have no idea who that is, but I love the name. And uh, Veritable Virgo. Nutty Fluffers in my day. I had a few <laughs> in my day. Veritable Virgo. Right? Hope you're feeling better after the Pride 48 plague. RC in Wisconsin yeah. is with us. Lots yes, of Anthony. In the chat what? Anthony, just say it. What, honey? <laughs> I was just wondering if you could give us your side of what happened after Pride 48. Well, it's just it's look, I mean, for me, I always get sick after those kind of things. And and I'm one of the main planners of the what I like to say, as I joked on on the day that we got there and I met with the other suits, I said, my work is actually done. I have all the show tickets, the T-shirts I have. Scott, yours is on the way. Yeah, I have. And I took care of all the hotel and, and recording studios. And then after that, my work was done. But it's like. Anybody who's an actor also knows once you get a show open or once a show closes, you usually fall violently ill because your body just crashes. Mm-hmm. And all it took was one person to be ill, which there probably was one person ill in that group. And we were all in such close proximities and it just got us sick. But to be honest with you, I wouldn't trade a second of it because the connections and the people that we were with was worth it so much more. And it's sad that I'm not going to see these people for another year. And and all, really, Anthony, I really, 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 really hope that you consider coming. I mean, start putting away $20. Mail me $20 a week towards your – I'm serious. I would really like to see you there because you won't understand until you're there what an amazing event it is. If everything goes according to plan this year, that next year will not be a problem. So let's – You know, I want to add that this is not uncommon. Being a gamer, I go to a lot of gaming cons because I'm a big gamer, nerd, geek, dork. And this happens all the time after a convention. People come down with a crud. And Wait, because be- your vacations are stressful, as much as they're relaxing, you are putting your body, because you're going in that little fucking pe- pressurized tube with a bunch of other sick people. And Vegas ain't 
easy because of all that goddamn smoking uh, in the you hotels. Know, what we do next year is this. We wipe off every mic after they're used with alcohol swabs. We have some hands. We'll, shake, we'll just take more precautions that we didn't think about. And that's, I would I mean, also like to suggest that people take Airborne the day before, every day of, and the day after you get home. And, yeah. you, and you get sleep. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that the Pride 48 are a bunch of drunken sluts who are up drinking and sucking up. Oh, I totally, plan on, I totally plan on sleeping with Anthony next Pride 48. <laughs> We're going to work video out the details. Don't, video where it didn't happen. We're going to work out the details beforehand, <laughs> so both our partners are okay, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Anthony, According to we, what I'm listening on various podcasts, Daniel Brewer is going to be having sex all the time next Wait a minute. Anthony, if we can get that worked out with our, our two partners, you're in, right? If you can figure out how to get my partner to do that, then Joey, believe me, you uh, well, anyway. There, there has been this sexual tension, and I'm being completely <laughs> serious, between Anthony and I for a long time. I mean... Well, Joey, now that I discovered you're shorter than me, that just makes you even sexier. I am totally all in. So, I mean, if well, we can work something out... Well, well, let's 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 worry about that next year. But for now, he's blushing. Let's get let's start the show. Let's, let's remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Other than not the if you're the prince. <laughs> if you can work your partner into a foursome, I bet I could do some magic. Anyway, not that I've ever done that before because I haven't in a relationship. But not the point, David. Let's go to the first article, please. Okay, how's that? I want to follow that. <laughs> um, I don't even know yeah. what his partner looks like. I'll send you uh, photos. Keep, keep, keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Mississippi conservative calls for putting gay people to death on Facebook page. Okay. Oh, uh, I know. Republicans have been furiously attacking the LGBT community ever since President Obama announced his support of marriage equality for same-sex couples. Some Republicans have taken their criticism to the extreme. In Mississippi, GOP state representative Andy Gibson posted a message on his Facebook page which calls for putting gays and lesbians to death. On May 10th, Gibson made the following post. Find some more up-to-date articles next time, Anthony. Damn it. This was actually recommended by Raphael. Raphael, come on. (laughs) Uh, Give him a break. He's new in the research department and he works for free. (laughs) God. What? What's wrong? The only opinion that counts is God's. See Romans 1, 26 through 28 and Leviticus 20, 13. Any way you slice it, it's sin, not to mention horrific social policy. Later on in the, in the thread, Gibson posts a comment about how homosexuality is unnatural and causes disease. According to Leviticus 20, 13, if a man has sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable. They are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads. Talk about up-to-date information. By referring to this Bible verse on his Facebook page, Gibson is in fact calling for killing homosexuals, and he isn't apologizing for it either. After receiving an email petition from Unity MS calling for him to apologize, Gibson responded on Friday by posting the following message on Facebook. To be clear, I want the world to know that I do not, cannot, and will not apologize for the inspired truth of God's word. It is one thing that will never change. Anyone who knows me knows I also believe that all people are created in God's image and that all people are loved by God so much that he gave us the truth of his word, which convicts us of the reality and guilt of our sin. And he gave us his son, Jesus, who paid the full penalty for all our sins by his grace through our faith in him as we repent of our sin. Actually, I'm I'm not sure why he put this in there because this date all the way back to May. Yeah. So I'm not sure why he put this in here. So this is sort of old news. So, but well, let me let me comment on this though because it is it is worth commenting on part of it, and I'll be the first one to tell you. And it, this has to do with it does bring something current. We have an election going on in this country that is ridiculously close. It wasn't until the president threw it. But it's still ridiculously close. And this is what I would encourage everybody to do. Get registered to vote. Do I believe in everything that President Obama says? No. Do I think he can fix the economy? No. Do I think Mitt Romney can fix the economy? Frankly, I'm not sure. I still think neither of them can. But the most important thing that we all, we've gotten through four shitty years of an economy, we can get through another four shitty years. 
But the thing that's most important, people, is the next president will most likely be able to appoint two Supreme Court judges. And I'll be honest with you, as a gay man in this country, I care less about how much money I make an hour as I do care that I have the equal rights of every other person in this country. And at the end of the day, for all the Republicans who are gay and all the conservatives who are gay who are worried about the bottom dollar, the bottom line is you want your equality. And if you have more Scalia's on that court, you will not get your equality. That's the bottom line. Yeah, well, well, let me throw the counter argument, Joey, in terms of, you know, uh, and by the way, if you're playing at home, feel free to grab your drink and get ready to drink for a conspiracy theory. Dun, 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 oh, dun. shit. Here we go. If we do, if- Anthony, before you continue, mm-hmm. I am all in. For what, drinking? No, the picture. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, anyhow. Um but no, if we, you know, if we end up getting all these wonderful gay rights and whatnot, but we have no rights because we're basically slaves to society, then what's the whole point? I don't understand. Can in, you in clarify words, rather than use, using some poetry to confuse? No, and actually, if we if we go through and we get all these gay rights, but in the end result, while we're getting all these gay rights, all of our all of our personal uh, privacy is eroded. All of our personal freedom is eroded. But, but wait, but what personal freedom and privacies do you see? That has not been under a Democrat administration. Oh God! If you remember the wait, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. The most, the most blatant stuff, the Patriot Act came out of whose administration? Yeah, but Obama's administration renewed it. Well, right, and and other people are renewing it right now because once it's set in motion, I mean, it, that, I know, but once it's set in motion, it's it's hard to undo. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the Patriot Act should be around. I agree with that, but maybe next time it won't be there. I I I know what you're saying, and I agree with you, but the reality is, you're dealing in slight abstract. And I'm dealing in reality. Well, you know, and you may be right. I might be. You may actually be right, and I might be dealing with slight astro. What I'm afraid of is that by the time we are actually considered equal in the eyes of the world, that at that point we'll be so much of you know 1984, you know the book 1984. That, I'm aware that we won't even have any rights to begin with because we'll all be basically here's the difference though when i was growing up we had the threat of nuclear annihilation constantly from the ussr i can deal with the threat of annihilation i what but but i'd rather deal with the guy standing in front of me with a gun to my head because that is a real tangible threat and to me if 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 a republican president stocks the supreme court for the next 20 years, that's the gun to my head rather oh, than the I, I, I potential totally agree, threat. I agree with you there, but at the same time, I think we should also need to keep pushing. You know, President. I mean, Obama's done some great things for the, the gay community. There's no doubt about it, but we also have to keep on them and say, here's some other things that you really need to protect. And my biggest complaint with them is that he basically killed an American citizen without, um, you know, trial or jury. So uh, Who? Um, the, um, the, the terrorist guy that was over in, um, oh, I forget his name now, but Al Al I think was his name. I'm okay with it. You're okay, but I'm not. So I I, I think everybody, no matter how bad they are, deserves a trial. In in war, I'm, I'm okay with things because when somebody, when, when the Nazis and the Americans were fighting, nobody had time for a trial when a bullet enters you. Well, but that's a little bit different than sending a drone over, but that's a whole nother discussion for another time. And. I, I just just we have to make sure we're resilient to make sure we have some rights by the time we're considered equals. And, That's and I I'm agree. Saying. I agree with you. I think the thing we just have to remember, though, is the stuff that you're talking about could happen regardless who's president, because I don't think the president has a much as much power as we all think. I think it's the people behind the curtain. I that, agree. I agree. That, There's people behind those people, too. You got to watch out for a lot of I corporations. What the hell was that? I think so. Somebody... I have mail. Okay. Well, I want to move on to the next article, please. And whose name is on the next article? It's a video. You know, I want to skip over that video for right now. And let's go to Scott. And Scott, can you please tell us what's going on in Puerto Rico? Well, you know, I I am our big sports fan, faggot. <laughs> Even though I don't have any hockey. Fuck you, Brennan. Anyway, oh, hell, so- it's killing me, too. 
That's right, because you like the Sabres. Uh, so Puerto Rican pro boxer comes out as gay. The world of boxing now has its first openly gay professional lighter, fighter who has come out whilst his career is still active. You know, that's what's really amazing, that it's still active. He's not retired like most people do. But Puerto Rican featherweight, <laughs> featherweight <laughs> Orlando Cruz has said that he is indeed a gay man. The 31-year-old released a statement to the media saying, I've been fighting for more than 24 years, and as I continue my ascended career, I want to be true to myself. I want to be the best role model I can be for the kids who might look into boxing as a sport and as a professional career. I have and will always be a proud Puerto Rican. I have always been and will always be a proud gay man. Cruz has been boxing since he was seven and won seven national titles and seven international gold medals. I am just so proud of him. I, I think boxing might be the most um, macho of all the sports. And for one, to for, for a boxer to come out as gay, it's just phenomenal. Nettie Fluffer has a great line in chat room. Are the people who fight him now gay bashers? <laughs> Well, I, right. <laughs> I think that's very brave of him, especially because of the cultural machismo in For Puerto Rican, yeah, in Puerto Rico. But I think even more than that, I, I I sometimes think, oh God, he really put himself at risk because those people are going to hit harder, and and if you find somebody who's who's yeah. is a gay basher, they're going to yeah. beat the fuck out of him. Where before they'd be like, this is just a colleague, and the difference now is. They're going to play for keeps. I, I'm waiting to see, and it'll be interesting, if anybody protests uh, competing against him without an HIV test because I tend to wonder if those uh, – first of all, I think for anybody who's doing a blood sport, they should have to be tested for HIV, meningitis, and hepatitis, yeah, I think, I, I just agree. as a get-go. But I bet you that is not in place, and I bet you because of this, sad to say, I bet that will be something that will soon be in place. Well, just go. You go, Orlando Cruz. You rock. Congratulations. So let's move over to Brother Sinatus. Brother Sinatus, what do you have to share with us on this okay. weekend? Okay. A scout in California has been denied the Eagle Scout badge by his scoutmaster because of his decision decision to come out as gay. Despite I can't claims, fucking believe this. I'm not surprised. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. Um, but then again, Ryan, 17, who joined the Scouts when he was six, has completed all the requirements for the Eagle Scout badge, uh, including building a tolerance wall for victims of bullying such as himself. Um, I mean, the Scouts did uh, in July uh, announce that they were going to retain that crappy requirement. But, I mean, he did do what was required. He knows he did what he did. He does not require a piece of fabric to know that he made this accomplishment. He knows he did it, and he should keep his head up and strong. And it's things exactly. like this. It is. I am a fan of the Scouts. I was a fan of the Scouts. I loved being a Boy Scout. I loved every part of it, and it is despicable what this organization is doing to itself and to the message that it pretended to send to people. It's disgusting. Yeah, Beyond that, too, is what are they saying to the kids of the future that are, you know, interested in even doing it in the, the, the scouting experience? Don't even bother joining us if you're gay. Because Well, the problem the problem is he, he started when he was six. Most kids join Boy, Boy Scouts when they're young and they don't know their sexuality yet. Right. Then then you have to make the choice of, of when you come into your own, do you still follow this organization that honestly other than this one thing is a pretty decent organization except I this mean, organization is losing funding left and right because yeah, people sure are turning is. around and saying and, this and is what intel really did yeah tasting, I want to add. they need they what needs to happen is they need to bury themselves and what somebody needs to do is i don't know what the point of view of the international scouting association is uh, I'd be actually be very interested for somebody to find that out what the what the view on this is for the international scouts. However, I think what needs to happen is somebody needs to start a new scouting organization and, and a scouting organization that is truly inclusive. Well, we're, no, we're, no, honestly, because oh god, I hate they, to say this. No, they they just need to change their policy. Yeah, yes, but the reality no, in the meantime, what people need but is nothing. Not, will, Joey, nothing will replace the Boy Scouts. I don't disagree with you, Scott, but here's my question. I think the Boy Scouts are a great thing. I love the Boy Scouts. But if I had a child right now, I could not in good conscience put them in that. 
that's it's the same situation. So I would want something else. When that doesn't want, here's the reality. You can't say everything's okay except for this. Because to be honest with you, everything's okay with O.J. Simpson except for this. So you can't you can't make exclusions, and you can't say we're going to accept you until it gets to be a problem. Well, I'm yeah. I'm I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I I, I tend to agree. I just wish. Uh, I just wish they would. The organization has a choice. The organization has a choice to change their policies, or in the meantime, everybody should jump ship. And if everybody jumps ship, then they are nobody, and then you, then the people have to leave in disgrace, and then you reappoint the board, and you get people in who who care. But if people would take a stand and say, you know what, we're shutting this troop down. We're going to start our own organization. If enough people did that, and that's what it takes. That's what needs to happen. That's why women can vote. That's why gays are now don't ask, don't tell. That's why blacks have a citizenship and aren't one third of a human being in this country. People need to realize that this shit does matter and stand up and make a difference. And yes, does it go back to shit like Chick-fil-A? It absolutely does. How much are you willing to take? Do you all remember there was this little thing that happened where there was this group of people who decided that they were going to start persecuting people? And one at a time, there's that famous line, and I can't think what the fuck it is, but it's when they came for the Jews, I didn't say anything because I wasn't Jewish. When they came for the socialists, I didn't say anything because I wasn't socialist. When they came for this, I didn't say anything because I wanted this. And when somebody came for me, I couldn't say anything. There was nobody to say anything for me. Say, say anything for me. And it, I don't think it was Nietzsche. But the reality is, folks, is these little shit matters. You have to put up a fight now. You may look ridiculous right now to other people, but in the long run, you will be, you know, hey, it's okay. Hitler just invaded Poland. (laughs) But it's the truth, though. It took us how long? Brother Joey, brother Joey. Brother Joey, calm down. Calm down. Uh, Here's a towel. You're right. It's it's (laughs) Namolar, not Nietzsche. You're right. So we're fucking blitzing England. Oh. So, all right, let's go to the next story, please. Who's next on what? our list? But is what? Yes. Was it? Was yeah. it David? I, I, I should recall David maybe being an Eagle Scout. David, were you a Scout boy? I am. Uh, yes. Uh, so I'd, l- I'd like to comment on this, if possible. Well, my God, go. Okay. Um, it's fabric. Okay, and, and I understand that's that's the way you see it, but as a person who received that piece of fabric and that metal pen uh, in a special ceremony. I mean, a special ceremony where I, I had my scouting peers, my teachers, my principals, my minister, all these people that had basically been a part of my growing up sitting there and, uh, you know, watching me achieve kind of the, it, it, it's a lot like, like receiving your diploma. Really, it, it, a lot of it, it's like that. It's like graduating. I don't uh, disagree with you. And, you know, to, to get to that point, to, to do all the work that has to be done and, you know, just the amount of sacrifice and the hours that, goes, that go into this program and to be told by the Boy Scout that, you know, you spent all this time you waste all this time because we don't consider you good enough. But let me ask you a question, David. Those people who you just mentioned who gathered around to celebrate that with you, don't you think those people, whether you get that piece of fabric and get that piece of paper, should say, fuck this. You worked for it. We're still going to do that. Oh, absolutely. They should have. They, they should and that, and that's party my for point. this kid. Yeah. That's my point. Let's do it the exact same way. If the Boy Scouts of America are too bigoted and hateful to do that, I was a life scout and I was on the verge of, of Eagle. And one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't finish it. So I do understand all this. But what I'm telling you is those people who are your support group, who were the most important part of that ceremony for you, and it really had nothing to do with that badge, those are the people who still should stand up and say, you know what? You earned this. We, just, we, we will support you. I mean, Real quickly, right. what exactly do you have to do? I mean, like, what's the the hardest thing you have to do to become an eagle scout? Well, you got to hunt down an eagle. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, you got to hunt down a bald do eagle. Not. I think the <laughs> hardest part from I thought the hardest part was the service project. Yeah, the service project is definitely the hardest part because um, typically, like in the other ranks, 
you you could assist on somebody else's project. This thing right. you have to plan it, design it, get it approved beforehand. Uh, work with other boys to work it with you, and you know it's got to be something of worth. You know it's got to be something that basically you know adds to the oh, community or like that. So that that's probably the hardest part. So it's really project management skills. Yes, but there's also a series of other uh, requirements and merit badges that you have to achieve by that point. That 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 are some of them are absolutely ridiculously crazy. Like, do you have to first... kill anything? No. No. Okay. No, that's that's actually not. Uh, it's it's really not even encouraged. Um, you know, it's like hunting. I mean, there is there is fish and wildlife. I think there's a fishing merit badge. There's a hunting merit badge, but it's not a requirement, nor is the fishing. Okay. I know those aren't, but, you know, things like um, citizenship in, in your community, citizenship in the nation, citizenship in the world. Personal those, fitness, first aid. You know, there's all. Keen fashion sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I was wondering, I was looking for a joke there, but I couldn't think of anything that was going to be grotesque. Our uniform were designed by Oscar de la Renta. So there you go. All right. Well, anyhow, there just, is, by the way, there's this local muscle cub who on Halloween wears his uh, Boy Scout uniform, which is like a size two sizes too small for him now. And it's so hot. <laughs> Send pictures. <laughs> on that note, David, darling, can you go to the, your next article, please? Okay, which was which one? Well, it's about New York health officials urging HIV positive men to get vaccinated against meningitis. Tell us about that. Meningitis again? Yes. Yeah. a follow up. This this is not just New York. This is happening. There's even some cases here in Michigan um, where people that have been getting uh, have been getting um, meningitis, and some of them have. And it's mostly hit the HIV positive community because, of course, their uh, immune systems are depressed as it is, and are encouraging the, them to get vaccinated. Here's what's happened, though. Uh, the the new wrinkle is that um, this meningitis thing has been traced to a steroid in, in, um, injection that was done. And this is not uh, you know, World Net Daily or anything. This is actual fact that some people who received a steroid in, injection for something legitimate. What, what it is, is it's a, it's a nerve block steroid. Because okay. my mother gets them, and luckily she didn't get hers and it's a nerve block for somebody who injures their back, and they inject you with the steroid and nerve block in order so you can basically function in life right. uh, if you've injured your back. And they have found that it's not bacterial meningitis, but there was an outbreak of a different type of meningitis that people were getting injected into them, and it caused two deaths so far. Okay, so my bad. Multi multiple infections, but two confirmed deaths at this moment. Yeah, it, it's, this has been... And it's like I said, not just New York. It's hit. There's. Um, it's like the peanut butter. This is in Michigan and you know maybe other states as well. It's um, so yeah. I would say if anybody out there, if you know you're positive, uh, and even if you know, or if you work around anybody who might be or anything like that, you would be well advised to get vaccinated for meningitis. It's a three-step, I believe, if I remember. No, that's hepatitis. Oh, I don't. Never mind. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say one way or the other. I'm what not. I would encourage everybody now that you mentioned that is, if you don't know your status, it takes thirty seconds. Get it checked. HIV is. It takes I thirty to, seconds. Where you just take a mouth scrub and it takes that fast. Believe me, they oh, have. Oh, that's right. They they got the they have rapid te they yeah. have rapid tests now. And the thing I would say to anybody is this. Not knowing is worse because they can treat you now. I'm not saying go out and get HIV. I've never said that to anybody because it's still something that's ain't too great. But it's treatable nowadays, folks, where you can live a long, happy life. But by the time you show symptoms, if you're just deciding not to find out if you have it, by that point, it's much harder to treat it. Don't wait till your arm turns purple before you make sure that there's a reason why it feels tingly. Here's... Here's a good example, though. Uh, there's a man in, in my church here uh, who was also the, the keynote speaker at our AIDS walk this year. He has been positive. Well, he was first diagnosed positive in 1985. Amazing. 
is still alive. And I mean, he is, uh, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know because he's this big, you know, beefy bearish kind of guy and, uh, just very, very alive looking. Um, he's, I, like I said, if I didn't know, I wouldn't know. Well, I mean, you, you and brother Sinatus are of the age where you lived through the scare. I mean, doesn't it shock you looking back now to think, my God, at that time, nobody thought they'd survive it this long. I mean, it's, it's, I, I can't even imagine the thoughts that you must've had at that time. Uh, I was, well, I talked about this a little bit on, on the show. Actually, when I, when I interviewed our co-captains of our AIDS walk team, um, when I, you know, when I was first aware of the, the HIV crisis or the AIDS crisis, um, it was kind of, it was more of a joke in my little small, um, stupid East Tennessee town. Um, it was some of these things that you joked about, you know, um, and I think this, I think because at that time it was still very strongly identified with the gay community. So there's the double joke. Right. Uh, and I, I think there's probably still some people out there that, you know, would still laugh at it to this day, but, uh, it, it certainly is no laughing matter. Veritable Virgo makes a good point. Why HIV is treatable, it's still a difficult road for patients. I have three friends who are positive and seen the impact of powerful drugs on their bodies. Yeah, the drugs aren't exactly a um, a carnival ride either. Absolutely, but you still should get tested because you want to go after it now. It's better to know and take the drugs than not knowing and causing all kinds of problems. And you're also not putting anybody else at risk. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. You know, uh, speaking of HIV, let let me take the next story and we'll we'll talk uh, about what's going on in Canada. The, uh, the great state up north. Uh, mm. Supreme Court rules failure to disclosure HIV is not always a crime. The Supreme Court in Canada's rules that the failure to disclose an HIV plus status is not a crime as long as the person has a low viral load and uses a condom. Prosecutors from two provinces had demanded that any failure to, to disclose should remain illegal. The ruling still leaves open the possibility that charges could still be laid against those who are reckless and who failed to take steps to avoid transmitting the potentially fatal virus. In deciding two cases, one in Manitoba and one in Quebec, the court, the court clarified a ruling it made in 1998 on the issue of HIV disclosure. Under that ruling, those who failed to disclose their HIV status could be charged with sexual assault or aggravated sexual assault if there was a significant risk of bodily harm. But the court said Friday there have been huge advances in HIV management since then. Those advances includes, include antiretroviral medications that can keep levels of the virus so low they are almost undetectable. The court says long as the HIV carrier has a load low load of the virus and wears a condom, they are not legally obligated to form their sex partners of their status. It said convictions would be warranted only if there were a realistic possibility of transmission. Both I'm these, so, go ahead, Joey. I, I'm so torn on that. I know you would be. I, I, and I had I'm a feeling torn, you would be. Well, I'm torn because... Let me guess. Let me guess. You feel it's the responsibility of everybody to know who they are. And it, no, 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 no. I'm torn because I don't feel people who have HIV and AIDS should be treated like they're lepers and should be treated differently. And the minute that somebody tells you that they are and there is somebody you may engage in sexual reaction to or sexual intercourse with, you instantly, a reasonable-minded person, would have to evaluate, am I willing to take this risk? Mind you, it's a smaller risk if you take the proper precautions, but am I willing to take that risk? The other part of me says, so the, that part of me says, I understand why it shouldn't be criminalized. But there's the other part that says, if you know this, how dare you not tell me and let me make that decision? How dare you? And again, I go back and forth. How dare you take that decision away from me? But yet I also should be smart enough to know that I should be playing it safe regardless. Now, mind you, if I'm yes. playing it safe regardless, there's still a risk. 
And that should be my decision if I want to take that risk. But at the same time, I don't want people who have HIV and AIDS to purposely hide stuff because of the way they'd be treated and ostracized. So I'm extremely torn. There's part of me that thinks that if if you have, but I will tell you, if you have unsafe sex and you know you are positive, you should be tried with attempted murder. Yeah. And that may sound extreme, but if you know that you are and you do that to somebody else without with taking that decision away from them, first of all, the other person was stupid for for not taking precautions. But if you know that you are sorry, that to me is that's intent. Sater, for someone who has a very active sex life these days, how do you deal with this? Uh, I I wear a condom. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, but even wearing a condom, there's probably some people that you probably have interactions with that might have been positive. You know what it comes down to? It's a, a risk you have to take. If if you want to live a promiscuous lifestyle, y- you understand and take the risks. Okay. <laughs> Simple enough. I don't know, you if, get, it's you, I don't know get, if it's a risk you have to take. You can take an intelligent – you can make intelligent uh, – Yeah, you make an educated decision. Okay, sh- sure. I go to all blowjobs because the risk of blowjobs <laughs> is so much smaller, um, no, if, I, I, if at all, I, according to some reports. You know, someone told me a long time ago, there's no such thing as safe sex. It's safer sex. Yeah, it's, it's true. And everybody in this in in a society has a right to make the decision as free individuals what actions they want to take. But you have to be willing to accept the responsibility of those actions if something happens and that's all you have to keep in mind so yeah i guess my thought is this if 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 you were about to get in my car and i knew the brakes were out and i didn't tell you i'm pretty sure i could be no, negligent it's, it, but that's that. a responsibility it, it goes both ways joey it's a responsibility of the person to inform those he's having sex with i agree and at the same time you should pretty much assume i, I would have I when I was in my younger days and before my relationship, I basically assumed everybody was HIV positive. That's how I you go, and that's in fact, and that's a good way of doing it. And that's you know I always figured everybody's got something, so everything if anything was done was usually you know, I mean I, I I'll be honest, I've done some stupid things in my life too, but you know is you know done with the app app you know utmost safety you know harness and everything. So can I say one thing? Sure. When you when you get into my bed, the brakes aren't going out. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, go, Joey. Let's move on to the next story. That was a joke, right? All right, Sater, can you go to the next story? I'm gonna put oh. on my my little morning hat. Oh God, this story breaks my heart. Um, drag star Sahara Davenport uh, has died of heart failure. Uh, he passed away this past what was it Monday, and he was twenty uh, Monday October first. He was twenty seven years old. He really was one of my favorite performers on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I hated I, him. Oh, did you really? Well, you know what? Here, here's I thought he was so beautiful. Here's the thing about Sahara. I thought he looked like a horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to argue that. But jo- here, Joey, here's the thing. <laughs> Joey, Joey, here's the thing with him is that he wasn't the best on RuPaul's Drag Race, but he handled himself the best, the better than most everyone else there. No matter, I what, can't disagree with that. Then, when they, you know, everyone else. To, you know, uh, criticize him for his wig flipping, and everybody else was criticizing him for not being up to par. He just kept smiling, and he was polite, mm-hmm. and he was he handled himself in a way a drag queen should handle themselves, polite and caring. And that's what's the most depressing thing. Is that you know what he may have not been the best, but gosh darn it, he was on his way. He really right. was. It's yep. sad when any life is cut short in its prime and I will not to, and, and, and I would have said he looked like a horse to his face. Um, <laughs> yes, you would but I, I do think, no, I, I think it's, it's sad and it's heartbreaking when any life is cut short in its prime. And this will all be discussed on the new podcast. The library is open featuring Ms. Donna sugars and myself. Hey Joe, uh, I want to get in on that by the way. Are you going to dress in drag? Uh, for the podcast? Yeah. Yes, that's it's drag queens. Oh. I'm telling you, uh, I'm telling you, Marguerite well, well, Deville wants to be on it. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, well, you know what? We'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I just want but, to comment. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I. But my I, heart goes. My heart goes out to his family, yes. to his boyfriend Manila Lazan. Uh, just, just such a shock. I loved RuPaul's tweet. RuPaul tweeted, "I never imagined I'd ever lose one of my girls," yeah. which just totally broke my heart. It just goes to show, too, too. If there's anything, if, if there's anything that I could say to the kids, that. Remember to live every day like it's your laugh last because oh, you oh, can- wait with that being said before you even go forward. Let's also not gloss this over. He died from cardiac arrest from amphetamines and drug use. Let's not gloss. that. Oh, over. really? I-, I haven't seen that. Oh. I have. Let's not gloss oh, that over. I didn't, you know that what? hearts don't just stop. I did. Well, they, I didn't even to, see that in the report. Do. That is that is that new? That's what I've been told. So I will say allegedly this is what I have found out to this point. That I mean, wait. Let's let's think about this for a second. When you're 27, the, what are the possibilities why your heart stopped? Also, especially if you're in the club life. Let's not be stupid. Well, wait, well, let's not be stupid. So, but but is that, has that been reported? This was reported. I I will have to double confirm my source, but I will say allegedly. But it was reported that there was uh, due to drug use, due to amphetamines or something in the butt in the bloodstream, that the heart that that she. That she went to cardi and went into cardiac arrest. Yeah, okay. So I mean, let's also live your life to the ex- to the extent, but let's also be smart and realize be that safe. Yes, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say all drugs are bad. I'm not going to say any of that stuff. But when you see somebody who's in these situations, and I can remember as clear as day seeing people tweak out on drugs, it's scary and walk away from that kind of situation. Sorry. All right. Let's Next, story. Next story. Next <laughs> story. Ready out of time. Let's take the last story since we're at, almost out of time. Hit it, brother Sinatus. Oh, wait a second. I didn't pull it up. Ah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah. Okay, from Joe My God. Martha Washington celebrates 30 years of its reigning men on Letterman. Uh, last week, our last night disco queen, uh, Martha Washington, appeared on the late uh, show with the, uh, David Letterman to celebrate. Honey, 30- honey, honey, it's it's Martha Wash. Uh, Martha Wash, <laughs> not okay. Martha Washington. That'd be really incredible, though. Okay. Everybody dance now. <laughs> okay, appeared on the late show with David Letterman to celebrate the 30th anniversary of its reigning men which was co-written with Letterman sidekick Paul Schaefer. I did not the, know that. <laughs> and the late gay Oscar winner Paul Jabara, as you'll see there's a video. I love that song so much. I saw Good Martha song. Wash perform it live. Uh, she came into Buffalo for a Pride week, and it was very funny because all the drag queens were specifically told they were not allowed to do any Martha Wash numbers. <laughs> Nice. Hey, Joe, and, just, just let you know, I'm trying to find that that, that she died off with a drug overdose. And I can't find anything. So let's let's I'll, follow I'll up fi- on that for I'll, next week. I'll find it. So that's it. Let's go around the room and let each of us tell us a little about ourselves and where we come from. Let's start with Scott the Seder, please. Well, I am the host, oh, co-host of the Seder Sphere podcast. You can find us online at www.blogspot.satersphere.com or on iTunes at the Seder Sphere. Before I end it, I would like to take a moment uh, for us to remember Matthew Shepard, who died 14 years ago today. Has it been 14 uh, years? 14 yes. years. Jesus Christ. I thought it was longer, yeah. actually. Wow. May his – may no other young gay boy have to die like that again. That's my sincerest wish. Okay, move on because I'm going to cry. Bye-bye. <laughs> Next we have Brother Sinatus. Uh, you can follow me on Google Plus or the Twitters or follow my audio booze. And David, that Blue Jeans Guy? Yes, host of that Blue Jeans Guy podcast at thatbluejeansguy.com. Your usual host, Anthony Asalmo of Ashanti No Lemon. Well, thank you, Joey. Thank you for running the show this week. It's been definitely an interesting change of pace. Um, real quick, let me read over uh, 
uh, an email we got from one of our donators from last Ooh. week who said, Anthony, so flattered to hear you forget my name on live interwebs like that. It's not like you had a lot of names to remember. I love you anyway as your main source of amusing conspiracy theories each week. I do have an idea for you. The Flame On podcast a donation drive where they offer the listeners a chance to bid on a topic for an upcoming episode via donations. Perhaps you could do something similar, either voting for a topic or story to discuss, provided you keep a leash on Joey, David, and Donna. Now there's a mental image for you. Or when there is a big discussion, have a donation vote on the Twiggy's official stance on the matter is. This, of co- this of course, assuming you manage to get enough donations for the upcoming bills. Also, maybe you should look into getting Bulu from Pablo from PodCup's podcast on a request for donations. That man has such a sexy voice. You will have more donations that you know what to do with. Kisses, darling, Chris. P.S. I've been listening to too much big silly homo by the looks of things. Well, Chris, thank you again for your donations. We appreciate all your donations to help with server costs. You guys can go to thisweekandgay.com and help us with our upcoming server costs for this year and help us promote the show for another year. So I'll turn it back over to my host of the week, Mr. Joey Buhecker from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. Yes, I am Joey Buhecker, and I am the host of Cocktails and Cream Puffs. You can find us weekly, actually lately twice a week, at cocktailsandcreampuffs.com. Uh, I do have E! News right here, E! Online, that says, um, let's see, she died at 27... I just read it. I can't find the exact line that, that it was from a overdose. So I will get the exact line of it for you, but it does look that she died from an, oh wait, here we go. Um, anyway, we're just carrying this on, but yes, it says that, that, that she, she died from an overdose. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you don't believe me, but everybody take care of each other. And that's it for this week in gay. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Go vote. Podcastawards.com. And stay tuned for Country Boy West coming up next on Pride 48.